Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Ravinda. Sound resounds from the palace to the parks. Revolution of the soul brings balance to the heart. Announce to the narcs, eat a crack like soldiers. Cleaver off the meter with the breathers like a smeller. Powder told meters wouldn't cross it in my velvet. They thought I was on meters, but they chickens and selfish. I guess I can't admit it if I hit it. If it's there to beat, I, I can't help it. Too fire for ice grills, this will melt it. LA can be with jealousy. Niggas hate like a fan of a selfie. Wishing for my hiatus, I wave goodbye haters Life could throw a curve, stay ready for the change Just my tone is off the hook, keep it ringing with no hang-up Friday night. Um, if you were in earlier, you would have heard our Michael Jackson tribute. 
And we'll be back on with that on Sunday at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern, so please make sure you uh, come and join us. Today's guest, we have uh, Mr. Darren Vegas, who is a multi-platinum producer from uh, Orange County, California, started playing piano at the early age of six and moved on to playing drums and mixing and scratching on two turntables. Um, he's been known to have worked with many, many, many artists, including uh, Left Eye, uh, Lisa Lopez, Keisha Cole, Ray J, and he's currently working on a project with Crooked Eye, and we're going to talk about that, but we want to hear more about Darren, and he's going to tell us about his background and the other people that he's worked with. Darren, do we have you on the line? Yeah, yeah, I'm here right here. Hey, how are you tonight? Good, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. So welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. Um, we just wanted to know more about you because it looks like you have such a really great history in the music industry. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I started producing records like back in 96. My first album was a, called California Organization that was like featured with Trady and Compton's Most Wanted and South Central Cartel, like a lot of the West Coast um, underground, like gangster-type music back then. You know, we had an independent label, and then from there I went on to produce uh, a lot of songs for Bone Thugs and Harmony. I produced uh, Dizzy's whole solo album, The Gift, and Lazy's uh, solo album, Thugs by Nature. And I did the Mo Thugs uh, records as well, the Mothership. And then from there I was working on uh, pop remixes, uh, Dog Pound remixes, and uh, then I became the head producer of Death Row like in 2001, I think it was, something like that. So my latest release... Uh, just got leaked out on the internet uh, last week. I think it was called Welcome to Cali. It has uh, is featured with uh, 40 Glock Snoop Exhibit Too Short and uh, E40 on that one, and that just came out. And then uh, right now we got the the Hood Star record, the Crooked Eye unreleased uh, record from uh, the new Death Row just came out last week. So that's what I'm doing. All right. So now, how did you get involved in um, producing music? You know, I know that you were musically talented, but how did you get into producing? You know, it just seemed like the uh, it was the next step. You know, I I played, you know, grew up uh, writing songs and stuff like that on the piano and playing drums, and uh, then I started DJing all the clubs out here and stuff, and it just seemed like that was just a natural progression to try to put everything together and then uh, start making records. I started DJing with a cat named J-Rock, who he was the one who started the Beat Junkies, a pretty uh, world-famous DJ crew. And me and him used to just sit in there and go through the crates every single day, like, you know, let's put this record together with this record, let's sample this, and then I would play, like, a live bass line on top of it or something, you know. And then we mm-hmm. just started going to parties and doing it live, and then it just, you know, it just progressed from there. Wow. Now, uh, what other artists have you worked with? Um, a group I've been touring with around the world, Booyah Tribe, uh, some of my good homies from Carson, California, I've been working with them. I've worked with, uh, like I said, uh, I worked with Snoopy Four, Bone Thugs, uh, Ray J, Keisha Cole, Anthony Hamilton, uh, Cisco, Casey and JoJo, Devontae. Um, almost everybody on the West Coast, but you know, I would say the only couple of people I haven't worked, I haven't worked with Cube. Um, I'd like to work with him in the future, but uh worked with Dub C out here. Um, well, it's just everybody, crook, Crooked Eye stuff that, I'm, that I did. Uh, uh, Contest Most Wanted. A lot of different uh, groups from the West Coast. Uh, Chino, I work with uh, Chino XL too. He's from Jersey, but he's out here now. But 
just I, I don't know. There's so many. I don't even want to just sit here and go through all the all the names. I probably forget a lot of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I mentioned a few that I have on the list. Um, Casey and JoJo, Too Short, 187, Cisco, and Gangsta Red and Monster from the Booyah Tribe. That's who you were talking about earlier. Spider Lock, uh, Roscoe, and no. well, we did mention Ray J. What did you work with Ray J on? You know, I worked with Ray J. Was over. Uh, he's actually on the new record, the Crooked Eye record that just came out. Hood Star. He sang on like four or five hooks on that record. When I was over at Death Row, Ray J. Was over there too. Um, so we were just making a bunch of records over there. I'd make the beat. You know, he come in, and, and I was surprised. He was young too, and he would just come in and write hooks. And I was surprised at how dope the hooks that he wrote were. You know, I wasn't really expecting that out of him, but he came with some real tight stuff. And you know, for a lot of street records that we were making. Well, that sounds good. It seems like things are picking up for him anyway, you know, with that TV show that they have on him and his family and, um, you know, other people that he's working with right now. So it it looks like you've worked with a lot of people, uh, and does your success follow their success? You know, when when they come out with a project that you work with, um, does that, that, that give you a lot of benefit too? You know, each record is different. You work on a record and you're hope like I've worked on some different movie soundtracks and stuff. And some movie soundtracks are, are there. If the movie's a hit, the soundtrack is a hit. If the movie doesn't hit, the soundtrack doesn't really do good, you know? So it's like, you just, I just do the best records that I can do on that artist and then just hope that he does good. You know, I've had some that have sold millions of copies and some just, you know, maybe, maybe sold a hundred thousand or 200,000, you know, now things change a lot with the, with the, with the internet and everything, records aren't selling what they used to, so it's kind of hard to judge or to see how the records are really doing because you can't really tell how many songs get downloaded for free, you know? Right. Now, has yeah. the fact that the internet has made that possible for people to do, has that affected you any? <laughs> yeah, I think it's affected everybody that makes music for a living, you know? I mean, just the, the simple fact that people can just get songs and download them for free you know, makes record sales go down a whole lot. You know, you got guys that were selling 2 million copies that are selling 50,000 copies now, you know. And so, of course, the record labels aren't signing acts like they were. They're not putting the budgets into them. You know, artists used to be able to go get 300,000 up front or 150,000 was like the norm for a hip-hop artist to go. You know, when they get signed out here, they get $150,000 to go start their record. And now companies, they don't want to give you anything, you know. They want you to wow. basically put up the money and go do the record. So, yes, it, it's changed for producers. It's, it, it, it's changed like, you know, a total turnaround as far as, a, mm. as the business goes, you know. Can you think of any, any kind of things that people should do in order to change that around, like people in the industry, to you know, to make you know, things I, a little bit better? You know, I mean, now we're starting to learn how we can – you know, before you needed a record label to do certain things, and now it's like, okay, well, if I can get my audience to just buy directly from me, then you cut out the middleman, you know. So maybe you're not selling a million records, but if you sell, you know, say you sell 50,000 records at 10 bucks a piece, that's half a million dollars, you know what I mean? So That's true. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, we, we figured out that we couldn't do it the old way like we used to. I mean, very few artists do that. You know, you got your Jay-Zs and, you know, and uh, – maybe five or six hip-hop artists that still can sell that many M&M. But for everybody mm-hmm. else, it's like they got to figure out the independent game, you know, in, in the audience. Yeah, I see. Yeah, you know. It, what sucks is a lot of people aren't putting as much into the records because they can't put the money into it. 
because they're afraid they're not going to get it back. You know, so you hear a lot. I've been hearing a lot lower quality production. You know, where a lot of cats are just going and getting beats, buying beats for two hundred dollars off the internet when when they could be going to a you know a producer that really knows what he's doing. And, and, and I'm not saying that all those beats aren't good. Some of them are dope, but people just been undercutting the market as far as uh, on the production is what I've been seeing. Wow. So tell us about this new project of yours with Crooked Eye. You know, it, it's a new release, but it's a project that I did at Death Row, you know, probably seven years ago, you know. Um, I did it when Shug was there, and we were all in there, and the studio was it was corrupt, uh, Crooked Eye, Spider Low, Gangster Red, Left Eye was in there, Keisha Cole was in there, Ray J. You know, every uh, my boy Monster from Booyah playing guitar. Everybody was in there just making the record. And, you know, we were thinking the record was going to come out at that time. And um, I think the record industry was changing at that time for the West Coast. And uh, it didn't get released like it should have. But um, Death Row just got bought out by a company in Canada, Wide Awake. And so they just released the record uh, two weeks ago. So at least least people are getting to hear it. You know, it had already mainly leaked on the Internet everywhere, which is crazy. You know, I don't even know how that happened. But the record just came out two weeks ago. And so I'm just asking people to go out there and support it, you know. Right, I understand. And now, since Death Row Records is is under new management now, how is that working out for any of the people that are still involved? You know, I don't know. You know, I just started talking to the people at Death Row, like, within the last two weeks, you know. I found out the record was coming out, and um, they actually had contacted me right before the record came out and said, hey, you know, we want you to be involved in everything. Um, And so I'm still... You know, I just am getting introduced to to the new death row and, you know, going to see how everything works out with them and if they take care of the artists, you know, and producers uh, as far as the projects. So, and I'm hoping that they will. You know, they got a fresh start by buying the catalog, but, you know, I just want to see them, uh, you know, step up to the plate with all the artists and make sure the artists get taken care of. Seems like a lot of times with record labels, everybody's getting paid at the record labels, but the people, sometimes some of the people that are starving are the ones that actually wrote the songs. Which That's is crazy. Right. It is you crazy. Know? Yeah. Well, we we know a lot about that. Um, well, our show's <laughs> been on, and we've been trying to promote indie artists because we know the Internet is a big help to people who don't have a, the budgets to do their thing yeah. and then have access to, you know, certain Internet radio uh, shows that promote them, you know, at least get the, an audience in and listen to them. We do our best to try to help, but we know how it is when it comes to the major commercial radio stations. If you don't have any money, you probably won't even hear your, your song play unless somebody just got lucky, you know, yeah. doing a contest you know, or something, you know. I mean, it, it has to be something silly that they don't do very often. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's what's dope about shows like yours. Like back in the day, you could never get played. Just, you know, you'd be in the studio making your songs, and you didn't know if anybody was ever going to hear them. You'd be on the street trying to sell your CDs on the corner, you know what I mean? But now with Internet radio, I mean, you've got a show like yours that's got millions of viewers, and you may play people that nobody even knows about, and boom, then, you know, you got a million people that might be your new fans, you know? So I know. You know that's one of the great that's things. Good. That's great about the Internet. Yeah. Absolutely. And then um, 
I know like uh, a lot of other radio stations, um, not including the internet radio station, but like the major radio station, they don't do a whole lot of promoting unless it's going to get them something. When we promote, all we basically do is just keep playing your music over during our shows, and I usually have you um, listed on my webpage, so I have a lot of traffic coming there, and people, you know, see who's on the show, and then they'll look you up. Um, we're working on some other ways to get more promotion going on because now there's a lot of people doing this whole Internet thing, and now that the major radio stations, you can see them popping up on the Internet with their old channels. That's what's real funny about it. And they're trying to do the same thing. So, you know, we got to just step up our game a little bit so they don't knock us out like they're trying to kill MySpace. Yeah, you know, it's, you know what's dope about um, the internet radio is, is all the songs you get to hear. I mean, if you listen to, to a major station in any major city, you hear the same freaking songs all day long, and it's the same mm-hmm. songs that are cast with majors that got a lot of money behind them. You can go on the internet and hear all these underground artists that would never, you wouldn't even know about them, you know. And I think that's right. what people want to hear. They want to hear. They want to hear the real music out there, the street music, not to say the ones on the radio isn't. You know, that's just a chosen few that that got that money and power behind them. You know, so. Right. And I love the internet. I go on the internet every day and check out new music. I know. That's how you find people, too, because we find a lot of people. And, and all those different sites like Reverb Nation and, well, MySpace is kind of, I don't know, it's it's kind of fading out a little bit. I think mostly because uh, people who are looking for artists, they don't have time to go through all the comments with all the graphic designs and the half-naked people on the, on the pictures and things <laughs> like that. You know, I know I don't because yeah. it, it slows my computer down. I have to wait for all that mess to load. So I'm going to bypass uh-huh. somebody on MySpace unless they give me their direct link. You know, I'm not going to go searching for anybody. But there's so many other things. And then I'm in, involved in some um, distribution channels where they just send me music and I listen to it. A lot. Now, I I can agree with you. Some people do sacrifice the money that they have um, that they could be putting into better production, and I don't know what they do with that extra money now. They're saving it, but they really need to go back into the studio with somebody who knows what they're doing because a lot of times I get stuff that just sounds horrible because of the music. I mean, I might like the words. I might like the person's voice, but the productions may sound awful, or their voice might not be you know, matching up with the songs, you know, a lot of times. So what kind of uh, advice can you give people who do their own production, you know, when they don't have a budget to go to, like, you know, a, a big-time producer? I mean, if, you, if you're doing your own production, I mean, you might – I mean, some people are trying to produce music that aren't just aren't producers, you know. Um, go to somebody that's a, that's a musician that's really doing it every day, working at it every day trying to make the best music they can make. You know, you got some people, they just go in there and grab a couple Fruity Loops and throw them together and, okay, I made a record, you know. But and the, but then there's a lot of cats out there that they sit in the studio every day. They sit on the keyboards, the bass, guitar, drums. You know, they're, they're mastering their craft. And you can just tell the difference in real music when you hear it, you know. Um, and that would be my advice is find a real producer to produce your product, you know. Or, or if you want to be a producer, you know, take it seriously and work at it as hard as you can every day and really learn how to play an instrument, you know. So, uh, or, or you know, master your DJ skills like Premiere or somebody like that, that that can take, you know, that's a whole different style of music, you know, where you can just learn how to cut the records and sample things where you can't even tell what the sample is, you know. That's a whole, that's a whole other art in itself, you know. Oh, yeah, I would think that would take a lot of skill. <laughs> yeah. Because I know I can sit yeah. there and listen to a song and I'm like, boy, that sound like, 
and then it's just a little bit of that song. I can just hear a little bit. That's a little bit of that. He's a little bit of Michael. He's a little bit of Luther, you know, because I can hear it sometimes. This is an old school song that I listen to all the time. I'm going to know, like, every little intricate part of that song, and I'm going to hear that little little blip that they put in there, you know. Um, I can't think of anything to, to give you as an example, but I can tell what it is. So if you have the skills to, to keep me from knowing that that is it, then you are really uh-huh. good. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's tedious too. It's hard. It's hard to do it to be original with with something that was already made and then take it and chop it up with something else, and mm-hmm. and it not sound like they sound like a whole new song, you know. So that, that's the art of hip hop right there. I know that's right. Well, I'm gonna put on one of your tracks, um, West Coast, and I want you to tell us about that when we come back. Okay. What up, nigga? <laughs> Nobody kick me off the pound. Top bodies pop up in the law. 
they were they were big songs. And when he came out, every day we were in the studio every day. You know, I was in the studio six days a week, twelve hours a day making music. You know, and uh, I just like the one thing I liked about him then is a lot you a lot of labels weren't accessible CEOs, but he was the type of dude where you could just go talk to him like, hey, Shug man, what do you think about this beat or this or that? Other people were just so Hollywood. You know, that's one thing he wasn't. You know. Yeah, he wasn't he Hollywood. A, uh, I, I can tell that. <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't Hollywood, but you know, he was crazy though too. You know, I mean, he he it was like a part. You know, it wasn't like a regular studio, man. It was like a crazy party in that studio sometimes. You know, um, where you got all different neighborhoods in the studio at one time, and you wouldn't see that at other labels. You know, you have Crips in one corner, and the Bloods in the other corner, and you have Samoans <laughs> and Mexican Street from different neighborhoods all in the studio at one time. Oh my you know, God! Nobody fought. Nobody had like a beast going on. Like he looking at me wrong, man. I just want to go do something. Yeah, yeah, that was. A, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was mainly a cool vibe most of the time. People were drinking and hanging out, party. Every now and then, somebody got smacked. You know, um, shoot, I had one dude come after me one time. I was like, God. it was a big. He was the biggest dude in the whole studio too. I was like, man, why is the biggest dude have to pick a fight with me? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you never knew what you were gonna get when you, you know, when you showed up. You didn't know what was gonna happen when you walked in the studio. You know. I think I think I would have been very intimidated if I had to come in here and do some vocals, and and like I'm like, well, how come they all got red on? How come they? What's going on in here? Is this a gang a gang war or something? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do this in the studio. Sir? Yeah. I was it's way worse than the Apollo in there because if you came in there and you sucked, man. Oh, yeah, they were going to let you, you oh. <laughs> I couldn't even take it. I would have to walk in the other room because I'd be embarrassed. Like, oh, my God. They're about to rip this dude's head off, you know? <laughs> that sounds so funny. Oh, my God. Now, yeah. um, now since, since you know, it, it's kind of disassembled now and, and um, somebody else has it, have they made any kind of, like, serious changes to where you wouldn't even know that he used to be that from? Wait, what, what, what was that part again? Yeah, Wide Awake, who now owns Death Row. Have they made a, uh, oh, so many, you know, evident changes to the to the label that that you can't even tell that he even used to be Death Row? Like, I'm sure they changed contracts and and anything else, maybe eliminated some people and, you know, just, it's like corporations. A corporation that buys out another corporation or business or whatever, they just come in. First they start off saying, you know, oh, it's going to all be the same. It's going to be, we're just moving management around a little bit. And then they get in mm-hmm. there and they just like take over and I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to Mr. So-and-so? He's gone. You know, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. What? Well, how come my paycheck is smaller, or we don't get the free stuff anymore? You know, things like that. So I'm well, sure they made some evident changes. You know, in the, in the I mean, management. <laughs> That's an understatement. You know, I mean, who? <laughs> I mean, Shug Knight running Death Row. That was, you know, that was Death Row in his heyday. You know what I mean? And uh. As far as them buying it, I mean, I haven't even met anybody from there yet. You know what I mean? I talked to them on the phone. They're in Canada. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, yeah, I'm on the West Coast, man. They're scared. They're scared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody that's on those here. records, man, cats is in the streets like, okay, man, you know, we're going to see if they pay us, though. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they do the right thing. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. You know, there's... 
they're talking like they're going to do the right thing and everything, but I've been in this business for 14 years. You know what I mean? You can't take people's word for anything in the music business. You've got to show me. You know what I mean? you got to show me. When a world royalty statement comes in and when you release my record, you got to get at me. i got to see money. You know? That's right. I wrote those songs. I sat in the... <laughs> Wait a minute now. You know, What's this for? What's the tax? Y'all switched the tax out for my check. Oh, y'all made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And that's people's blood, sweat. Those records right there, man, we went through hell making those records. You know what I mean? I mean, we put our blood, sweat, and tears into those records. And, uh, you know, you want to see you want to see some residual. You want to see you got you want to get paid right for the stuff that you do in the music industry. And I just hope that you know Wide Awake has an opportunity right now to do that with the artists. And if, I think that if they do do the right thing with the artists and stuff, you'll see a lot of support for them. You know what I mean? If they don't, the word's gonna get out real fast, and it's gonna be all through the streets, and people are gonna be like, "Oh fuck them." You know what I mean? But if if they if they take care of the artists, people are gonna be like, "Man, okay, I might want to work with them." So. You know, we'll see what they do. Everybody's going to be watching them right now. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's like with any company. You know, I worked for a financial institution now, and nobody was going to take them over. But with the way business was going, we thought that somebody was going to take them over. Like, let's start with the government, you know, because they were just mismanaging and doing some crazy things. And, and most of the crazy things affected us, not the big people up top. So, you know, I think what's affected the music industry the most is how how corporate it is now and how they've taken the whole, like, the, the part of the music out of it and just made it, like, all business. And it's like, you know, it's ridiculous because you're not even giving us good product because you're too busy uh-huh. trying to make money off of it. And, and that's, that's what a lot of the corporations, you know, the corporate labels that is are doing. Some of them I understand are trying to make a little bit of change, but, I mean, when you get to a point where you have no choice because, like, you're not making any money now and everybody else is going through, doing their own thing, you have to make some changes. You have to, to come up with a new strategy, and that's what's any yeah. business. Now, you know, even other businesses, non-music related, I bet you they're changing the way they do things too because you can't get greedy anymore. All the executives can't be the ones getting paid. The people doing all the work need to get paid. And, you yeah. know, that's what's been missing. A lot of artists should not be homeless, should not be without medical insurance, should not, you know, be sitting up there broke trying to <laughs> do a, a – okay, I'm not even going to say any names, but they shouldn't be doing late-night infomercials. You know, uh-huh. as a, a little teeny tiny man talking to people, I'm not gonna say any uh-huh. names. Um, the, <laughs> I mean, they I don't did, even know who I, that is. I don't even know who that is. I'm wondering now, who is that? <laughs> one of our biggest artists, that's a big artist, that became a minister. Um, had a really, oh, okay. really famous dance and stuff like that. I saw him one night. I said, oh, I know that he lost a lot, but damn, he is doing a, it looks like he should be doing like a plumbing commercial or something. Like he's just, he's just a little teeny person talking to somebody. How could you do that? That You can't have that kind of reputation after you had such a, a historical career. You know, that's like if Michael Jackson lost all his and then now he's like doing like, I don't know, um, Pepsi, no, well, not Pepsi. We ain't going to do no more Pepsi. Let's say <laughs> Michael was still here, lost all his money. He was on commercials for, like, I don't know, toilet paper or, you know, something stupid. Yeah. Or maybe he would have replaced the guy that was on the Chopomatic or something, you know. So 
I mean, it, it would just be so crazy to see something like that. So I, I hope they make changes. So let me go ahead and put on another track of yours because I want to make sure the music gets played tonight. So let me, make put sure on, um, you, let me make sure it's one of mine before you play it. Which I got Hoodstar. Hoodstar? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did that one. Uh-huh. No, wait, no, I didn't do that one. No, nah, no. Nah. Did you do that one? All right, nah, so I, didn't do I that got one. Ghetto Love. <laughs> ghetto These Love, no. Nah. I did. I think there's 15 songs on the record. I did 12 out of 15. I didn't okay. do Ghetto Love. You could play any other record on there. Well, these are the only ones that I received, so unfortunately. But I sent you the three records I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did 12 I damn what, records out of 15. Well, <laughs> well if, if you get my email address and send it to me, and then I'll make sure that I play it for you Um. Um, no. when I have another show, I do it. My, my yeah. shows are usually every single day, and I do some promo. But my my email address is uh, M as in Mary, Z as in Zebra, N as in Nancy, Indy like I N D I E Radio at gmail dot com. Is M N Indy? M Z M Z N Indy Radio. Okay, okay, I got it. At Gmail. <laughs> So then you don't have the, you don't have the CD there then huh? they just sent you three songs. No, I didn't get a CD. Uh-uh. Now um, we also have a website um, that my listeners go to because I upload um, people's music on there, so it just plays when they come to the site, and that's at www.wmznindradio.ning.com. And uh, I, I'm actually doing an uploading session this weekend, so I want to put everybody's music on and that recently received. And um, it just pretty much plays 24-7. Oh, okay. Now I have global listeners, and, and I check my stats. We also have a pod host. Like when I do these shows, I upload it to my pod host um, uh, account, which is on Podomatic, and um I just played my show back on there. So I have a wide range audience in Europe and the UK and Asia, Russia and Germany, even Sweden, <laughs> uh, Africa, Australia. And apparently a lot of people in Asia really, really love to listen to my show. So, um, and I did, I think I had an artist that said something about um, they they play a song or something on a radio in Asia, and they were like, how did it get over there? Like, uh, apparently the uh, Asian people do know how to put requests in, unlike our United States people, put requests in for certain independent songs to be played. I mean, you just have to go in. You just have to say, look, I'm not even going to listen to you. We ain't going to patronize you anymore until you play these people. And that's just how it has to be, because otherwise they're going to keep putting that mess on. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, um, so, what do you look for in an artist when you when you work with them? I mean, do you do you pick and choose who you're working with, or, or you know, is it something that is they just give it to you? You know, yeah, I, I mean, I pick and choose who I work with. As far as as far as known artists, you know, I'm always trying to work with different known artists. You know what I mean? Especially if the the, the some of the tighter known artists. As far as cats that are coming up in the game that are looking to work with a producer and stuff, I'm looking for the type of artist they got to have an image. You know what I mean? But their sound, when I play them a track, when they get on a track, they got to make the track sound better than it already sounds. That's like one of my key things. If I got a beat that's banging, everybody's in the studio like, yeah, okay, we like this beat the best. Let's work on this. If that artist comes in and raps on the beat and the beat sounds worse, 
then that's a wrap on that artist. You know what I mean? But if it's the type of person <laughs> that comes and they just, you know, and they just light up the track and take it to the next level, that's the type of shit that gets me excited. I'm like, okay, this is this is this person has talent right here. You know, let's we can work with this. So I'm looking for artists right now too. Cats can go on a darrenvegas.gmail.com or um, they can go on darrenvegas.com uh, and uh. And, and send some of their send some of their music into me or the beatmafia.com and send some stuff in because I'm looking for new artists right now. I'm looking for like the next big artist, you know. And uh, oh, I got a lot of artists. Part- I'll send you. You know, sometimes these artists they take forever to do stuff. They get all nervous and scared. Who the hell that's going to be the right one? Yeah. Okay, I'm a radio yeah. person. I know what I'm listening to. If you tell me what you want to hear, and then I'll pick through the, the list of people that I have and I'll send it myself and they can decide whether they want to go with you or not. And when you call them and then they say, oh, how did you get my number? You know, if we, uh-huh. you know, just the, the cut out all the, the hoopla in the middle while they're afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll send out a few of the people to you that I know. I've been playing a lot because I get a lot of buzz on them. Um, we have uh-huh. several artists. So now you're looking for just male artists, you're looking for any females, because I swear I, I want to get somebody else to just, like, do something different than Nicki Minaj, and I just swear I, I need somebody else. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm looking for I'm looking for somebody that just sticks out when you hear me, like, damn, that's talent, that person is dope there, you know? I'm looking for female R&B, male R&B, you know what I mean? Um, pop, rap, you know what I mean? I'm looking for anything, somebody that really sticks out, you know? I'm going to be doing a contest with a the real freeway Rick, um, for you know they're making a movie about his life and stuff, and uh, so we're going to be doing a contest where we're looking for the next big artist to sign to his label. It's going to be a beat that I produce. We're going to put the beat out there for everybody to download, and whoever comes the tightest on that beat is the artist that's going to get signed. You know, we should we should be starting that. Like I'm gonna go in the studio next week and do the beat on it, so you should be seeing the press and stuff. And I'll shoot you a copy of the beat when we get done. Well, that's hot. Yeah. I want you to do that. Yeah. And send me a drop too, because I like to put drops on my show. So for the guests that I've had in here, so that'd be that'd be great. Uh, I'm gonna play a couple of songs from some artists that I've worked with, and um, you just listen. Don't give me opinions or anything, but you can email me an opinion if you like. <laughs> okay. Okay, I got you. All right. All right, I'm going to start with this young lady here. This lady's from Philly. She's been trying to get out there and do her thing. She attends a lot of different showcases. Her name is uh, a Lady Lex, and I understand there's some other Lexes out there, so she might have to revise the name a little bit. I don't know. But um, this hmm. is uh, one of her songs from her mixtape. Then I'll put on somebody else, too. Hold on. Yeah, I'm back freestyle. Let's get it. Right. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Bring it back. Let's chronicle the ring. Yeah. Let's get it. Right. Here we go. Uh, now y'all bitches done did it, y'all done set her off. But I'm back, never left, I just took a pause. Kinda like I invested it. I let it sit, sit till it built interest. Never slow, don't stop, it's infinite. Bow down, respect my eminence. See, I could give a shit about your little two cents. How I hate a kick bricks, you're a real nuisance. And I'm sicker than meningitis with no elixir to fix this virus. See, I write hits while you recite shit. Some nigga gave you if you ain't fighting. One of the reasons I'm the nicest and the jewels I drop, they remain priceless. Jaws I drop as I move my hips side to side and I jiggle my 
my tits, giggle a bit, they dribble as I lick my lips. Get your man, how we looking at the baddest chick, the bag is sick, and the hill stay sicker. Make a nigga head spin, spin like a twister. And now she mad at me, fall back, my, you'll never be as bad as me. They ask for me, and for you, they might settle. I make a nigga move on like a bike pedal. Everything I do, I do well. Gas me up like my name was Shell, my name ring bell. And y'all know who the best is, if you ain't sure, motherfucker, come test it. I make the next chick see the exit, nah, I ain't hold, but I'm thoroughly respected. There's only room in this game for official DJs. Yeah. All right, that was Lady Lex. And let me see who else I got up on here. Uh, let me see who else we got up on here. Hey, we have a lot of people that come through on the show. I mean, a lot of people. And um, it's kind of crazy because um, I'll hear people that I really like, and, like, I, don't, I haven't heard them anywhere else. You know, it's crazy because... It, there is so many independent artists out there that it's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. They're everywhere right now. Right. I mean, you're in a good position. I'm going to talk to you more because I know you get to hear everybody's stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. They send me stuff. I have, oh, my God, if I was to create a catalog, if I had my own label or whatever, and I had my own, I, I know I got like a good 2,000 yeah. right now. And that's a lot. And then I also cover music like R&B and jazz and gospel. Because and, on my website, I have a list of a lot of the artists that are already out there doing stuff because everybody's not really into it that seriously. I mean, they just have fun just hearing this stuff, you know. But sometimes it's just bad because it's like i got to um, filter through because then they're not going to respond back when I say, hey, I like this stuff. I want to do more, you know. And it just gets oh. crazy sometimes. So I put them in separate categories. But um, here's another uh, artist named J.K., and uh, I believe he's doing, like, R&B stuff. So I'm going to let you hear that real quick. All right. Like Ken and Barbie. I'm trying to see a 
dime dog, get naughty From the dirty south club to the party party Get drunk and biker joints, park the Harley Awesome groovy like Austin, dog, I'm gnarly In the spot, people stop like holy moly Cause I rock like Bon Jovi and roll with Hovey I'm AI in the club, no bouncing get- Alright, that was Kruger Actually, okay, not okay. JK And one more, this is a little clip So this one's coming then This one is like a R&B soul song and um we come i'm telling you we get everything now the gospel stuff you know like you know i i, I actually forward that because i don't do a whole lot of gospel shows and i don't know why because i don't get a big audience for this so but uh, i know it's a big thing so let me check this song this is called say girls actually in, um coming out on july 24th on the new cd for artists in detroit Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's, good, it's, good, 
good for people to practice those performances too before they get out there in front of people too. Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, I mean, it's, you don't want you can make or break your own self <laughs> getting out there and freezing up and 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 you know you're not singing properly or whatever. Things can really happen bad. So, uh, give me some criteria what you're looking for for artists. Um, that way I can share that, and then I'll definitely be in touch with you and give me some some you know some folks that you might be interested in. I mean, I, I I'd like to get you know I want to get somebody that's real tight on the mic rapping. I'm looking for a female R&B vocalist and a male R&B vocalist, people that can actually sit down and write, too, you know. I want somebody that right. people can feel like Keisha Cole or Anthony Hamilton. You know, those are two people I worked with before they made it, you know what I mean? And they used mm-hmm. to sit in the studio every freaking day writing, every single day singing stuff and writing songs. And I think you can tell when you hear their music, you can feel their music, you know what I mean? I want to get, I want the type of artist, a singer... When they come across on a track, you can feel it in your chest when they start singing about something that's real, and that's what I'm looking for right now. So if there's somebody out there that has that talent, you know what I mean, get at me because we can make something happen. Well, why don't you do this? Whatever information you have for your contest, email it to me, and I'll post it up on the website. And that way you, know, you can get started getting some people that submit some stuff to you. And, um, you know, make sure you give me an email address and, and all the contact information, you know, links or whatever. And then we can uh, work with each other on getting that to happen. Because um, I'm actually doing a contest myself called For the Love of Hip Hop, and I'm basically getting um, – some uh, old school hip hop artists to perform in a concert, um, like a, it's going to be a live stream concert. So it's only going to be at one location, but it's going to be streamed all over the world through the internet. And um, oh. we're just looking for artists who are like independent artists, not on a label, not signed, and that can take you know the the basics of um, uh, old school R and B and kind of merge it with new school R and B hip hop, and and just make like a new piece of work, you know, and then they'll get a chance to perform on stage with their favorite iconic hip-hop artists, you know, like Kumo D or Rob Bass or, or um, Two Live Crew, I mean, um, KRS-One or uh, a number of people we have. I mean, we got people from uh, No Limit Records. We got people from uh, Busta Rhymes Group and Ice Cube, we got a lot of people that are interested. So, you know, anybody that's interested in that, and I'm looking for people who want to work with me on that as well because I know you guys probably come across a lot of artists that will probably fit into that. So um, let's work together on that, and then, you know, we can make some big things happen. Cool, cool. And I wanted to, uh, if I get a chance, I wanted to mention a couple groups that I'm working with right now that are about to be coming out. Um, Okay, go right ahead. I got a group by the name of Controversy Committee. We just shot a video last week, and that stuff should be dropping on the net pretty soon. They they just signed a new deal. I got my homie Big Rising. He was in the group, uh, the original group, California. His stuff's coming out. And then uh, I'm working with the Beat Mafia right now on the production tip, and we're just producing all types of artists. So I'm going to be hitting the Internet with new music every week or every two weeks. It's going to be blasted all the, over the hip-hop sites. And so people look out for Darren Vegas's new stuff. It's, it's, it's coming. We're in the studio every day right now, like sweating it out, making some type music. So I'm excited about it right now. Well, I'm excited for you, and I want to thank you for um, joining the show and being a part of it. And um, hopefully, we can get your your stuff on here on our next show. So, we, what we'll do is we'll set up a, a date to do another show, or just focus on a play of yours, like a CD release 
party on the radio. And um, if you want to do something like that, you know, just hit me up and let me know when you're available, and we get it popping. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my wonderful guest, Darren Vegas, um, you all have a great evening. I know at 9 o'clock we're going to be looking at um, something about Michael Jackson, only on TV Guide, and I guess it's on everybody's cable channel. So you all go and check that out. I know I am. Uh, I'm missing Michael Jackson. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson, and big ups to the family for holding it down uh, for Michael all this time and just keeping the media away. So everybody have a good night. Thank you so much, Darren, and you and I will talk later. Okay. Thanks a lot.